Beginning Hot Dado Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Data Podcast, show about any and everything all at the same time. I am your host as usual, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at Odd Dad Out on Twitter and Facebook. For tonight's show, first off, I want to apologize for those of you who noticed I was not here last week. For those of you who didn't notice, go to hell. Anyway, you're having fun, right? Anyway... Um, I came down with a very major case of too fucking tired and it was a, you know, splash of don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So with that, I decided I wasn't going to do a show last week and and, and it happens. It's kind of the nature of doing a podcast, I guess, is that sometimes you know what you're going to talk about and sometimes you don't. Some, and most shows, you know, where they're teaching you something, they probably have been doing research and they figure it out. They probably know somewhat ahead of time what they're going to talk about for the week. And yeah, that's not me. Even last week, last week, last episode, when I did my whole big fucking ranty history lesson about coffee, because you all needed to be educated about coffee, right? Everybody needs education. Um, but all that, all that research was done in like an hour. It took me longer to type up all the bullshit on the fucking thing um, than it did to actually do the research. It mostly click. Oh, yep, same fact. Oh, yep, same fact. Um, that being said, I came into tonight without a fucking clue, which I do most nights, I guess. But tonight... I've I've been and it goes to kind of why I didn't do a show last week and the whole don't know what I'm going to talk about is that through the course of my week I have a million and one ideas or yeah this would be a great show I should totally record this or this is what I'm going to talk about and by the time it gets to sitting down in front of the mic and recording and doing all that stuff it it all escapes me it's all gone and so I kind of lose it and I sit down here and I start getting heavy chested and choked up and which is still an odd thing that at we are at episode 18 as of today and I've been doing this show since last June or July because I can't remember it's a J month in the middle of the summer but in all this time I still get choked up I still get nervous I still get heavy chested and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to have a heart attack. Okay, I'm not going to have a heart attack. If I have a fucking heart attack at 31, I'm going to be furious and pissed and all sorts of other uh, not happy emotions. But I I still get like that. And it's probably going to be like 50 episodes before I'm in and really feel like 100% confident when I step in front of the mic or sit down in front of the mic or whatever the hell I do in front of the mic. I'm doing jumping jacks in front of the fucking mic. I don't know. And it'd be really loud and awkward. And, you know, if you think I sound winded now, just imagine me doing jumping jacks with a microphone. But that being said, it's, you know, because I say that a lot. I realize I say that a lot. 
But it's it's just kind of a I guess everybody's got their their little vocal hangups, their 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 likes and ums and uhs and oh my god and like he totally like uh and yeah because yeah that's what I do. I think I I, I over exaggerate I I over explain things as filler, you know, but. That's you know, every, like I said, everyone's got their hangups. Um, if I sound a little different tonight, I've, I'm, I'm tweaking because this entire thing is one massive experiment, and in, in the massive experiment of me creating a podcast to uh, talk to the masses, I've, I've 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 tinkered and I've tweaked and I've learned some things, and some things that I've learned totally fucked up my audio, and. Some things I've learned have been helpful. I have, I've, I've done some tweaking with my mixer this week. I have, I'm actually using a different microphone. I wouldn't say new, and by no means is this a new microphone. Um, my father-in-law is is a wonderful collector of of musical and electronic recording devices. He's a he's a drummer. But he has about like thirteen guitars, and lots of amps and recording equipment and crazy shit like this. And so when we started telling him about the show and doing things like this, they sent us a couple of microphones. Tonight I am using a Sony microphone from out of the seventies, which like I had to look up the model number, and I was like, "Holy fuck! This microphone is almost as old as as older than I am." But he said it still worked, so I'm giving it a shot. And, you know, that combined, and it still works. I mean, I'm recording right now. and kind of tripped me out. And there's another uh, one that I found, or that he sent me, that's a Primo UD803, which I'd never fucking heard of before. You know, this one's a Sony, but it's old as shit. But that's a, I'd never heard of Primo microphones. And to my amazement... It's this nifty little like desktop mic. It's got these little legs on it, so it's just kind of freestanding. You got to be right up on this thing, but it still works. And with the equipment that I have, these all these new little gadgets and things I'm playing with give me the ability to actually have three potential microphones going at the same time. But enough about the the techie stuff. And and we'll see at the end of the day, you know, how well this one performs versus my other one. Or how much of it is really on account of I just had you know my mixer tuned in a way that helped me out you know. But anyway, let's talk about something. And and one of the things that I, I've oddly enough thought about over the last week or two weeks, and it, people bitch about a lot of things, but one of the things that drives me nuts because part of my job is to drive is fucking drivers. And everyone's like, oh my god, are you seriously going to talk about bad drivers? To a degree. Uh, everybody's got fucking bad drivers. And really, just like to sit here and go on for 30, 40, whatever the hell minutes, talking about bad drivers is, is odd. Um, and to do it without you know somebody to bounce ideas off of is even worse. But I guess thinking, thinking about bad drivers... And I think about like the general driving experience, and it's and it's funny because 
I, I work with a lot of younger guys. Um, and the oldest guy in our shop uh, recently quit, which puts me basically the, the three oldest people in the shop now are, we're all the same age. The, the other two guys, it's a set of twins and they've got a couple of months on me, but we're all 31. So we're the old guys at, at fucking 31. We're the old guys, but they, they behave much younger. They behave much more like the, you know, 31 year old nowadays would. Incidentally, they're from Mexico. So a completely different 31 year old, you know, me born and raised in America, you know, half Mexican, half Irish, but they're fucking from Mexico, just straight up from Mexico. You know, one of them's a citizen, the other's not kind of from Mexico. Um, but so, I mean, culturally they're, they're a little, I mean, they're, they're cool guys. You know, they're great. You know, of the few people, if I could say I have any friends at work, which I don't really, but if I could say I had somebody that I'd say were friends at work, it'd probably be them. I've known them for years. I'm, I'm really cool with them. That being said, I, they, they've got two other brothers that we work with. Looking at all the people that I work with, it gives me a perspective on how people view cars and driving and where I've got these four brothers, all very different. I mean, you can always say, you know, oh, everybody's different. But when you're in a family, you do have a lot of tendencies. You do tend to have those similarities, even to something as simple as your driving skills and your driving style. How do you, what, what do you do? How do you behave? How do you act? And it's really funny to me where in this family, everybody's so fucking different that I, I dread, no matter what the case, I dread driving with any of them because regardless of what unique abilities or unique style of driving, they're all fucking maniacs. Um, probably the one that I can't, I can't even say that I, I'd be confident in driving with the youngest brother strictly because he's got really bad fucking luck with cars. He is one of those guys who he drives a piece of shit because he wants to fix it up, but every other day something's breaking and he, and he wants to make a race car and be, cause you know, I can't believe fucking guys still do that, but he wants to have that, you know, import tuner shit like fast and the furious, like that shit's still popular. And for all I know, it is. I'm old and shit. And it's like, I'm, I'm an old geezer as far as that shit goes. I haven't been in that scene since my brother was in that scene back when we were just out of high school. So for all I know, the stupid, uh, you know, Japanese tuner drag race bullshit is still going on. It's like a lot of the guys at work will do that. And because our office is on a nice straight road and off the main drag and nobody really messes with us down there it's mostly industrial stuff so they'll drag race down the street in front of the house in front of the house in front of the shop but they're driving pickup trucks and fucking jeeps and shit and it's so fucking stupid and i just don't understand how these why why it's so dumb i've never understood the expense that people go to for a fucking car. You're supposed to... This is supposed to be transportation. That's the fucking car's purpose, is to get you from point A to point B. You're going to spend a fuckload of money. I mean, cars are never cheap. I don't care what cheap piece of shit you've got. Cars are not cheap. 
people, these guys will all go and spend like stupid amounts of money to fix up their cars. Like the two, the twins both drive like tricked out fucking pickup trucks with fucking lowered suspensions and big grills and fucking and all the chrome um, shit up the ass. I'm like, you you bought a brand new fucking truck and you just dumped like ten grand and bullshit on top of it. It does nothing for your car. It doesn't add value to your car. And because you, like, and both of them have families, they have multiple kids, they're like me, not as much like me, I need a fucking minivan. But they, they've got families to take care of, they've got families to transport, and they drive essentially vehicles that are about as inefficient as you can get. Like, you, when you've got more than one kid, you can't have a single cab pickup with, you know, a drop kit and spoilers and all this and bullshit like this. And, and then it's just, it's a dumb idea to spend the money. I've never, I've never in my life understood the tuner culture in any way. Especially when you're somebody who works, pay, who like lives paycheck to paycheck. Would you need that money? I, like, I, I could never justify spending fucking $500 to get like a fucking stereo for my truck or I don't understand why people spend like thousands of dollars and have like 2000 watt stereo systems with so much bass in them that you don't understand what the fucking music is. You just have that. Yeah. I don't know. That's my, my shit attempt at fucking, uh, basing up, uh, at something. But all you hear is the fucking buzz. You don't hear the music. You call, it's like, and they don't even really play music when they've got that much fucking bass. They're just playing like a beat and it's cranked and distorted beyond fucking hell. So what's the point? You're not getting, your audio quality is crap. Like, you know, hey, you're listening to this show. You're probably used to crap audio quality. Sue me. Um, but you're, you're listening to generally whatever music, air quotes, you're putting through that system comes out sounding like shit because you're completely overblowing it in every damn direction and to the point where your windows are rattling and fucking up the sound that's not good i get perfectly good you know reasonably listenable audio and good sound from my stock system the only time i've ever replaced the radio in my car is when i had a truck that didn't even have a fucking cassette player on it all it had was an AM/FM tuner, and I was like, "No, I need, I need to. Pull, I have CDs or something. I need to be able to listen to something beside the radio." So I bought a fucking CD player for a hundred bucks, and had that installed in my truck. That's it. That's the only time I didn't put a fucking subwoofer or new any of that bullshit because it's you don't need it. I I just ne- I've never understood those things of why. Or those guys who rip the back seat out of their car and put a box in there with all these fucking... You just made your fucking back seat useless. What the fuck? No, you have a back seat, damn it. Or they'll put it in their trunk. Now you you can't fucking do anything. You're, you, you're disabling the capabilities of your vehicle for the sake of having more speakers. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. I hate it. It's dumb. Um... My brother thought about doing that, but he's practical enough to not fucking do it. He might upgrade his stereo, 
which I don't think he's ever done actually, but he he might consider putting in a better like actual head unit in his car, but that shit would go in the dash and it would look like it belonged in the fucking car. And that's just if, like me, he just didn't have a a radio that had the capabilities that he wanted. Um, It's not about having a thousand watt fucking amp in your car. But enough about radios, because there's enough stupid bullshit that people do with their fucking cars. Um, One of the guys wanted to put fucking Lamborghini, you know, the fucking, I don't, they're not Goldwing doors. Goldwings are like the DeLorean shit, but the, you know, the, you know, everybody knows what fucking Lambo doors look like because Lambo Lamborghini puts them on everything. But yeah, like he wanted to put those on a Nissan 350Z, which has got like fucking body kit that looks like it's held together with rubber bands. Um, and, and it's like, and he puts so much money into this fucking car and wrecks it, or his brother wrecks it, or fucking blows something, and one of those guys, you know, you start up his, you hear him start up his car and then he fucking stomps on it and revs the fuck out of it. And he's like, was that necessary? It's three o'clock in the damn morning, man. You don't need to be waking up everybody just by turning on your fucking Nissan. And then we'll like peel out of the fucking parking lot like an asshole because, you know, same principle. People who do that shit will, you know, rev their engine immediately will peel out immediately just because they want to show off because it's all fucking compensating. Um, and, and yeah, for me, not saying anything, but I'm not going out there doing shit like that to try and compensate for anything with my fucking car. Um, like I would love to have a huge truck. Why would I love to have a huge truck? Because I'm fucking practical because if I get a huge truck, like something like a King cab, something like I would love an old, pickup truck like a 80s like ford long bed with the king cab where you got like four full-size fucking doors where you got a bench in the back seat that you can see at least three adults in and a bench in the front you can see at least three adults in where you got a pickup truck that will seat six legally and comfortably that's what i want an old like seriously capable truck. The problem with that being is a truck that big and that capable would be so fucking terrible on gas that it's not worth it. I'm, I'm practical, remember? So this means that if I have a truck, it's got to be good enough on gas to justify the expense of having the truck. And nowadays, yeah, I mean, truck means low on gas. It, it's a trade-off. But I'd rather have a truck that gets 16 miles to the gallon rather than 16 gallons to the mile. So, that's that's your trade-off. But, it's not some crazy, I'm going to show off, look at how big and badass my truck is, and, and growling fucking, no, I'm not fucking doing that. Um, like, I might occasionally rev the engine in my van, but that's because sometimes it has a little bit of trouble kicking over. And that's more probably because I need to clean my injectors and shit like that. You know, that's that's maintenance. That's not showing off. Um, and, and it's just, I guess, stupid behavior bugs me. And stupid people get so, they, they do weird shit with cars. I don't know what it is. Like, I love cars. I love trucks. I love motorcycles. Um, for all the shit my wife gives me about me being really effeminate and so super domesticated... 
I'm I'm I love cars. I love motorcycles. Um, you know, I've I've taken apart my fair share of mechanical things. I do my own maintenance on our cars. I've cha- I've done the brakes on our cars before. Um, you know, it's like I'm I'm a capable I'm a mechanically capable adult male. Contrary to what my wife may say, um, but it's I just don't understand the the extravagance of car culture. I guess the like I would love to have like if I had the resources and I had the means to fix up a car and do things like that and learn the inside ins and outs and, and really make it customize something. Fine, but when you're somebody who works and lives paycheck to paycheck and you have a family to support and when you know you go to work and you got out three hours early and you're like shit you know that's gonna affect my ability to put food on the table you should not be putting five grand into the fucking car for shit that it doesn't need it's like if i put five grand into my fucking van then I better be getting a new fucking transmission, new brakes, new tires. I, I better have basically done a full overhaul on this thing. And where the fuck I got five grand to put into my van that didn't just go into paying the thing off or trading that bitch in for another fucking car. Because at this point, if I had to put five grand of, work of anything into any vehicle we have, I'm trading the damn thing in. That's just it. Um, but... You know, I just don't understand frivolous spending for vehicles when you actually are broke. I just, I don't understand that. Um, and and again, it's it's my my practicality, I guess, because to me, you have to. It's that prioritizing of it's, it's what's really important. Um, is it important to have a car? Yeah. I'll, I'll totally say that it is incredibly important, especially nowadays, to have a car. And in my case, where I live, I live out in the suburbs. Like I live way out in the suburbs of Phoenix. I have a forty-minute commute every day to my office. And my wife has the same thing. She has about a thirty-five, forty-minute commute to work every day. So we have to have. We not only have to have a car. We have to have two cars. Because we have conflicting daily schedules. She goes into work at 7 o'clock in the morning. Well, it's 7 o'clock and she has to be at work at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm getting the boys breakfast at 7 o'clock in the morning. And if, for whatever reason, we had to load up all four boys and take her to work, we'd have to be up at like 5.30 in the morning to get everybody fed and loaded up and get her to work. And then turn around... To drop off the, you know, the oldest at school at eight o'clock. The the it, the math just doesn't add up. It couldn't it couldn't be done. So we have to have two cars, and so it for us that whole necessity of you know you can't waste money on the vehicles is 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 compacted. It's it's so much more overblown. Now, do we, you know, tend to use the more efficient vehicle all the time? Yes. Um, my van is, is basically the school bus. Like I have a big, you know, seven-passenger minivan. 
which I'm cool driving. I'm perfectly content driving my van. Um, my wife drives a Corolla. Now, when I go to work in the afternoon, after she gets home from work and we do our little five minutes of family time before I have to go to work, I, I still go and I use the same car because my van gets 18 miles to the gallon. The car gets 32. Fucking take the car. I'm being practical. Um, I'd love to have a big truck and haul everybody around, but I don't. I can't carry a family of six in a modern pickup truck and afford it. That's it. Can't afford it. Um, we get by. We're not poor, but we're fucking broke. But but we're, we get by. But we're not going to be frivolous with things about the cars. We would love to drive new cars. I'd be so awesome. A new car would be great. You know, I, I back in the day, you know, going way back now, back when I was younger and single and had a bunch of fucking extra income and didn't have a family to support, and my brother was the same way. When we were single and had lots of expendable income because we were a couple of young guys with lots of money, we bought fucking motorcycles and new cars all the time. And I think my brother and I actually, between us, we had a new car almost every year and a half to two years. Brand new. We were, our credit was awesome. You don't understand the, the power of a 19-year-old with a four years of the same job and a like 730 credit score. You can fucking buy anything. Like you got a, a salaried restaurant manager with an awesome credit score. Like you're 19, you've got all this money and this great credit score. They will give you anything. And my brother and I basically sat there almost every other year. I don't think my brother ever actually renewed the registration on a vehicle for three cars. We would get to a point where he would, like he'd sell, I think his, our, his first two cars were used and he would sell them or trade them in before he had to renew them. He'd have, he'd have had them paid off or whatever the point. Um, and it was always kind of the running gag when we were kids. We'd go in, we're responsible, we'd get our insurance taken care of the very next day. And so we would go walk into our insurance uh, agent's office. And it was so funny. And I, I always remembered this particular day. We walk in and she's like, and bring her the paperwork for the car and everything. And she's like, seriously, it's like you two boys go through cars like you go through women. And we're like, oh, oh, wait, no. We go through way more cars. <laughs> in, in, in our youth, we, we burned through lots of cars. And I, I have to, I recall how many vehicles I had. Um, and, I, and I laugh about it because... I've had a lot of fucking cars. I really have. And I've had, you know, pieces of shit. And I've had brand new cars. I've had several brand new cars. And at 31, I've I've had enough cars for most... Like, I don't think my dad has had as many cars as... Like, actually owned as many cars as I have. Now, I could be totally wrong. But my dad tells me a lot, you know... My dad was born in 1950. He worked on cars. He did lots of shit like that. So he tells lots of car stories. And, and I, 
you know, it, it's cool to hear those sort of things and the crazy shit they did in the 50s and 60s and the nefarious deeds done by young men in the 60s during, in drug culture in, in Arizona. You know, selling weed out of the garage at the at the Chevron station or whatever, you know. It's like, it was the 60s. That's what you did, you know. You know before they called it weed, back when it was just pot. You know, but... You know that, that that's that's a story for another day, but I, I I laugh because it's kind of funny that at 31 I've owned I think let's let let's count them up because I for me to remember how many that to remember the number I have to actually uh, count run through them. So my let's see my first car I had a Ford Tempo, then I had a Ford Aerostar, then I had a. Lots of Fords. I had a Ford Ranger. First car... Now, all, all of these had been used. Um, first car I ever got financed was a, was a 99 Ranger. Fully loaded. I think I was paying like $180 a month. Now, I was 17 when I got this truck. My, my stepmom co-signed for me on it. Um, and so, I was like, great truck. I loved this truck. And I look back now thinking, damn it, why did I get rid of this truck? I eventually I traded in that truck and bought in the meantime I bought a brand new and it was totally on a whim bought a fucking brand new 2005 Dodge Neon and people are going to say oh my god you got a, a Ford Ranger piece of shit truck and then a neon piece of shit car what the hell now these are like some of the flat like the eras that I got these vehicles they were fixed they weren't the pieces of shit that you know Everybody warn you about, you know, 05 was the last year for the Neon, and mine was awesome. It had all the crazy bells and whistles. So let's see, we're at four. Are we at four? Yes, one, two, three, four. Three Fords and a Dodge, my first Dodge, my only Dodge. Um, after I got the Neon, I got a motorcycle. I'm not going to count the motorcycle. So we're still, we're still at four cars right now. I'm 19, and I'm at four cars, all legitimately mine. Uh, all traded up, and this is all from 17 to 19, two like two and a half years basically. I've gone through four cars. Then I get the motorcycle. Well, I've got a motorcycle. I can't have a fucking you know Dodge Neon. What if, we live in Corpus Christi, Texas. We're in a hurricane zone. What if there's a storm come through? I can't get out of town on my with. I can't get my bike out of town on a fucking Neon. So I guess I got to get a truck. Then I get a fucking. Uh, it was an Isuzu i290, which, for those of you who are car people, it's it was basically a Chevy Colorado. L- little work truck. That's basically it. Um, and so we're we're at five. I'm 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 now twenty twenty one. It was what was it? It was an 07. So yeah, two years. So I'm I'm now twenty one. I have a no 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 no. Yep. Yeah. I'm at, I'm five, I have a pickup truck, and I actually, this was the last uh, car I had before we moved back, I used this truck to move out to Arizona. Move out to Arizona, then we trade in my truck for a 2011 uh, Toyota Corolla, which we currently have. It's like, and then trade in my wife's car, so that's, where, that's six. Trade in my wife's car for my van. That I currently drive. 
That's seven cars, all with my name on them, and I'm 31 years old. Now, this is over, when you do the math and stretch it out, it's over 15 years. That's seven cars for a guy who's 31 years old, all legitimately mine, and half of them were brand new. But there was a practical reason for every purchase. It went from, hey, I'm, I'm a, and I need a car, or I want a car, whatever that is, to, okay, that car broke down, so I have to replace it, to, you know, that's, I, I'm driving a minivan, the family minivan, you know, that I've, I'm controlling now, well, I want a, something of my own that's in better shape, so I get a truck, well, I'm co-signed on this, so let's trade that in so I'm not co-signed and it's completely mine, to, I've got a, you know, utilitarian function to have a truck again, so let's get another truck. Well, now I've got a family, that truck's not going to handle it, I need a family car. Oh, I've got a bigger family, I need a bigger family car. It always had a purpose. It was always practical. It never, you know, even the motorcycle. At the time I got the motorcycle, gas was in, you know, $4 range, and it cost me 10 bucks to fill up the bike, or it cost me $100 to fill up my truck, like, it was always a practical decision. You know, it cost me as much money for insurance on that bike for a year as it did to fill up my truck for two weeks. So, yeah, I, I you know, I made the practical decision in every case. And there, there was, the most I ever did was buy fucking seat covers and shit and, you know, shit like that for any, any number of the cars. I never went out of the way because it doesn't make sense to spend that much money when it's not doing anything for you. You know, I, I don't, I, I work day to day. I, you know, pay my bills. You know, we, we work paycheck to paycheck and that's fine. You know, the financial people out there will tell you that, oh, that's no way to live. It's like, hey, that's how most people live. Most people go to work, they get their paycheck, they pay their bills maybe they save some. And yes, you should absolutely be trying to save money every week, every month, every paycheck, every whatever. But most people can't, and that's just normal. But if you are one of those people who lives like that, like most of us do, you shouldn't be wasting fucking money fixing up a car that it, it gives... There's no reason to make a tuner vehicle if you can't put food on your table. You should not be buying a new body kit for your fucking car when you are about to have your lights shut off. I don't understand this mentality. I've known so many people that do that, that will make the stupid purchase who will spend the time and the energy and the money to do ridiculous things when they could be paying bills when you know they'll they'll put they'll put the new body kit or they'll put the new fucking they'll get the new wheels for their car but not be able to afford the gas for the fucking car or not be able to afford the insurance, or the registration, or all of the normal things that you have to do 
to be a a responsible automobile. Uh, fuck, what's the owner? I had another word, but I, I just lost it. And owners, like, okay, I'll use owner. Operator, that's the word. Operator, to be a responsible automobile automobile operator. Here I am fumbling over myself, but you have to be responsible. Driving is not a right. It's a it's a responsibility. It's a privilege. You have to take a fucking test for it. Mm. You usually have to have fucking credit bullshit for it. And if you just it's uh, people shouldn't be allowed to drive if they're going to be that irresponsible. That's that's just me. I'm a dick that way. Um, I kind of feel like people shouldn't be able to do a lot of things if they're going to be irresponsible. Driving is one of them because any idiot can pass a fucking driving test. You know, evidence, go out and fucking drive. Go out and see how stupid people are when they're driving. Um, but I think a certain level of responsibility is required to, to deserve to be on the road. Um, most, unfortunately, most people out there are just not very responsible. It's, it's kind of a, a sign of the times thing. It's a millennials thing. It's a, people are coddled and babied and told they can do whatever the hell they want and go out and do what you want and what makes you happy and, and damn the consequences. Um, but people need to be held responsible or people need to have, be, understand that, you know, it's it's fine and dandy if you want to spend five grand souping up your car after you pay your bills. Don't get evicted because you just bought new tires. Don't sit there in the dark while your family is starving because you just had to get that new spoiler. Um, I just... And, and this is one long ranty car topic among, and, and a string of thought about lots of things, you know, stemming from people are stupid. Fundamentally, people are stupid. But this is one prime, one, one very long drawn out example of people are stupid. Um, and I guess it's kind of me saying, oh, you are all you dumb young kids, you're stupid youngsters and I'm so much smarter and older and and it's not saying that I'm smarter it's saying I'm practical and reasonable and you know I've said before my mom always told me I was the oldest 10 year old she'd ever met I've just always been that way I've I've been wise and practical beyond my years which sucks to a degree when you've always got that kind of old man practicality mindset. But at the end of the day, it means that I do shit in a logical way. That I'm not going to blow my money on a car when I have to buy food. I would much rather be able to buy ice cream than new tires. Especially when I don't need them. I'd much rather be able to spend that money and buy something nice in my house or not worry about my electric bill or not worry about like, oh, the price of ground beef is really high this week. I don't know if we're going to be able to, you know, cover all the groceries. 
I don't want to worry about that because I souped up my car. What's it going to do? What good does it do you? Like, oh, I'm going to go drag racing. Oh, so you can blow your engine, strip out your tires, you know. Oh, I'm going to sit there and go do donuts in the parking lot down the street. Like, oh, great, so now you're going to have to go spend $400 for fucking tires because you are a dumbass. I don't understand that stupidity of people. But, again, that's just me. That's my overwhelmingly, unfortunately old sense of responsibility. Um, but that, yeah, that's, that's kind of it is that I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm too old for myself. And as such, I find young, I find people my age typically dumb and too immature for me to socialize with. That's probably why I don't have any friends. Yeah, that's probably a big part of it. I just don't have I don't have friends because people are stupid and I can't stand to deal with stupid people. But you know, fun, that that's kind of a, a story for another day, I guess you could say. But in the meantime, don't be so stupid. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up tonight. I think I've lectured you enough for this week. Don't be stupid. Have a act with your brain. And if you don't want to act with your brain, find somebody to teach you how. Because um, this is suddenly an educational program. I'm teaching you how to think. And it's like, fuck, I thought I'd listen to the show so I wouldn't have to think. Well, I'm not teaching you to think. I'm teaching you about coffee and responsibility and other such things like that and sort of things. Until next week, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And if you think the show is worth anything, or you just feel bad for me, uh, donate on patreon.com slash out, and I will definitely see you next week. Thank you, and good night.